So what I want to talk to you about is fearless faith. In Hebrews 11, 11 1 says, now faith is assurance. It's the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed in the senses. And so that's, that's what faith is. That's the, insurance, the assurance. But fearless faith, fearless faith, the reason we call it fearless faith is because the more you step out in faith, the less you will fear. I've heard it called God confidence. Um, and I think that's a good analogy. That's a good title for it. Because what it is is confidence in God built by walking with him and seeking his faithfulness. As you see over and over God is who he says he is and will do everything he has promised he will do. So as we cling to the promises of God, we build up our faith and we can fear less because we know who he is. We know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We know that because he said so, he will do it. We never have to question that. And that is a precious gift, a precious gift. And so I want to read to you Psalm 27, and I'm going to read it to you out of the Amplified Classic Bible, because that is the scripture that the Lord has used for me to speak to me. That might not be the scripture or the, the version of your choice, so read along in the version of your choice, but, you know, the Lord uses different um, different uh, variations of the word, different um, translations to speak in, to each and every one of us. And I originally was going to read this from my computer, but the Lord reminds me that his written word, the book, is the thing, and that's where we want to go tonight. Psalm 27, starting at verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat upon my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, even then, in this will I be confident. One thing I have asked of the Lord that will I seek, inquire for, and insistently require, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness and delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate and inquire in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent will he hide me. He will set me high up on a rock. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies around me. 
about me. In his tent, I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry aloud. Have mercy and be gracious to me and answer me. You have said, seek my face. Inquire for and require my presence as your vital need. My heart says to you, your face, your presence, Lord, will I seek, inquire for, and require as a necessity on the authority of your word. Hide not your face from me. Turn not your servant away in anger. You who have been my help, cast me not, neither forsake me, O God of my salvation. Although my father and my mother have forsaken me, yet the Lord will take me up and adopt me as his child. Teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain and even path because of my enemies. Give me not up to the will of my adversaries, for false witnesses have risen against me. They breathe out cruelty and violence. What, what would have become of me had I not believed that I would see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living? Wait and hope, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. Wow. We know from Psalm 27, he starts out, he's praising the Lord. And then some trouble comes along. And he's kind of walking through all of that. And he has to find his sure footing to get back to praising the Lord. And guys, that's so often our lives. That's, that's my story. So earlier... Miss Samantha was singing about our first love. And it was interesting because the day that Aaron came forward and asked me that, I heard the Lord saying, return to your first love. Return to your first love. And I, I don't know about everybody else, but for me, when I hear something from the Lord, I first look inward. I'm like, unless I'm physically uh, ministering to someone, I assume that word's for me first. And it normally, the answer to that is yes, it's for me first before it's ever for the church. So when he asked me that day um, what the, if the Lord was speaking, he was definitely speaking that day. So I want to take you guys on a quick little journey of where the Lord and I went on that day. Because he was reminding me of who he was. And so I'm going to share with you part of my testimony So in December of 1983, when I was 14 years old, as a gift from my parents, my parents were going to take us on a family trip to Florida. Now I'm a le- number 11 out of 12 children, so that's a big deal when you have a large family, especially in the 80s, vacationing was not something that we had ever done. So as we embarked on that trip... On the 27th of December, we headed south, 
and it was going to be a glorious time with my parents and my younger sister, who was 11, and two four-year-old nieces. And so we left on that trip, and I would love to tell you it was a glorious time. But there came an ice storm that night, and out of that ice storm, the highway was shut down. And so we were in a pickup truck, and we were on that highway with that ice storm. And my dad um, decided that what he would do is he would light a kerosene heater in the, the, um, the bed of that pickup truck for his family to stay warm. And he would stay in the cab of the truck. And once the ice storm cleared and the highway was opened, that we would progress and we would go further south. And that did not happen. I went to bed in the bed of that truck that night with my family. And I woke up the next morning. And I was on a steel bed with a lot of bright lights. And there was a stranger standing over me. And I asked who he was, and he told me that he was a rabbi, that my father had told him that we were Jewish, and so he was, I didn't know what a rabbi was. I asked him, he told me, and that man was very surprised to see me open my eyes, and I was equally as surprised to see him because that is not where I had went to sleep. But he quickly ran out of the room to get medical staff, and as he ran out of that room, hmm. <sighs> This bright, beautiful figure came into the room, and I instantly knew that that was the Lord. That was Jesus. And he said to that 14-year-old child laying there, scared and terrified, I will never leave you or forsake you. I will always be by your side. And as quickly as I saw him, medical people came rushing in, and that was the last thing that I remembered. And so I woke up sometime later to my hospital room being full of family to find that my mother and my 11-year-old sister had passed away in that accident and that myself and my two four-year-old nieces were fighting for our own lives due to the hypothermia and the carbon monoxide poisoning. But I remembered as soon as they told me, as soon as they told me what had happened, I instinctively asked for a chapel. I wanted to be with the Lord. Because he said, and what he said, I knew was truth. And so that was my first thing, is I just want to be at the feet of Jesus. And so I went into that chapel, and I laid there on that chapel floor in that hospital, and I allowed the Lord to minister to my heart. And then we came back to Ohio, and we began to build the life without my mom and without my sister. Now, my dad was not a dad who... Um, he wasn't a present dad. My mom did most of the parenting, and my dad had some mental illnesses. So I was the youngest child at home, so it was just he and I, and it, it wasn't easy. Actually, it was quite difficult 
because he didn't want to be a parent, a single parent, and um, he didn't know how to do that. So three months in, in March of 1983, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and share this part, and it's something that I've not really shared a whole lot, so... In March of 2023, my dad traveled a lot, so I was home by myself a lot. And um, one particular evening, um, someone came into our home, and um, I was raped and sexually assaulted. And the Lord was with me at that time, and I remember that time just not understanding what any of the circumstances or what was happening. But I remember the Lord ministering to me and reminding me of who he was and that he was there. He had never left. And I remember him saying to me, no one can take from you something that you do not freely give them. And I was like, well, all right then. That's not who I am. And so I told my dad about that because that's what you should do. And my dad did not react to that well. As a matter of fact, he reacted very poorly. And through a series of events, the decision was made that I could no longer live with my father and that I needed to exit his house immediately. And I was 14 years old, and I had a lot of siblings, but they were grieving and they were going through their own things. So I found myself to be a 14-year-old homeless teenager. And so I needed to rely on the Lord like I had never known. I, I went to church as a child, but I didn't understand um, the totality of who the Lord was until that season of my life. When I had to depend upon the Lord for everything, when I was hungry, he provided. When I was cold, he provided. When I was wet, he he provided. When I was scared, he provided. The Lord never left my side through all of the adversity, through all of those different nights The Lord never left me. He was who he said he was. That didn't change the darkness. That did not change the situation. But it helped me to walk through the situation to come out the other side in victory. That's the difference Jesus makes. That's the difference Jesus makes. Because I have siblings who walked through grief. They walked through the same deaths. But they didn't know Jesus the way I knew Jesus. And so their lives are different. The closest sibling to me was my um, older brother. He's three years older than I am. He didn't cling to the foot of the cross. And he went a different way. And in 2020, we buried him as a heroin addict. And I share that with you because each of you 
are walking through situations where you have a choice. You have a choice. Because the scriptures say, I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. That's what the word of God says. But so often we don't. Because the real question is, will you do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you? Because when you do that, when sickness comes, you can stand on the word. That word says, by my stripes, you are healed. That's a finished work, my friend. I will claim that as my own every day. That's what his word says. He said it's finished. If we stand firmly on the written word and we make a choice to believe what it says, the darkness gets a little less dark and we have a little more light but we still have struggles. We still have struggles. So looking back, I can see in every situation when I was unsure of what the future held or what would happen, every cell in my body was afraid. I can see at every crossroad today where the Lord clearly said, one go, go one way, And I didn't always do that. That's just truth. And I went in the opposite direction. And the Lord had to gently steer me back because he's so faithful. Because he didn't leave me because he said, go left, and I went right. He didn't go left without me. He didn't go left without me. Because his word is true. He said, I will never leave you. I'll be right here. So when people were saying, when people say bad things, when they slander, when they gossip, when they persecute, when something or someone has upset your peace, when God seems distant, when darkness um, encamps around you, when you don't have enough, when your marriage is struggling, when your children are rebelling, when your connection with God and people is broken. All of us at some point know these things. We've felt them. We've walked through them. Maybe you're walking through it right now. The word encourages us to keep praying when the way is dark. In the psalm, he starts out saying, the Lord is my salvation and my light. He's still your salvation and light when you're going through tough times. That's who he is. If you will do what the scripture says, which is seek his face, get in his presence. Let that be what you need more than anything else. You don't need Sally or Johnny to speak into it. What you need is Jesus. What I need is Jesus. Everyone's heard me. If you spent time with me, you hear me say through dark seasons, man, I got to beat it out at the foot of the cross. I got to beat it out at the foot of the cross. I learned that at 14 years old, beating it out at the foot of the cross. There was nobody else going to help me. So I learned to stay at the foot of the cross, asking the Lord and 
wrestling with the Lord. I wrestle with the Lord. I hope I never stop wrestling with the Lord. Because as I wrestle with the Lord, he shows me more of who he is. And he shows me who I'm becoming. Because the more I wrestle with him, the more I grow. And guys, you don't want to stop growing in the Lord. I don't know what what you're going through or where you're at right now, and you think, well, I'm just in this sweet spot, and the Lord is blessing me, so, and I've hit it. Well, that's not truth. It might be truth for the moment, but we know that the enemy is still prowling. He's still looking for something. And so you want to keep pressing in. Keep searching for the Lord. What I learned for certain is that God will not abandon. He will not reject. He he does not betray. Even if it's our mother and our father, even if it's our closest friends, no matter who it is that you experience those things from in the natural, the Lord does not do that. He will not abandon you. He will not reject you. He will not gossip about you. He doesn't slander you. He doesn't betray your friendship. He do- the Lord doesn't do any of that. I hear so often people talk about they're going through something, and it's why is the Lord doing this? God's not doing that. That's not who he is. He's a God of love, of compassion, of comfort, and of mercy. And if you stand on the word of God, you know his true identity. And when you know his true identity, nothing that the enemy can throw at you will knock you down and out for good. It might bring you to your knees, but that's where you need to be anyway. That's where we need to be anyway. When we're going through things, that's where we should be is on our knees. Let him heal your heart. Let him heal your mind and your emotions. We talk about spiritual warfare. We talk about all the things that we need, and the Lord is faithful in those things. But start with the groundwork. Start getting yourself into his word. Start getting on your face. Start asking him. That is where the greatest healing will come. Because it doesn't matter how awesome I pray or how awesome Aaron prays or anybody else in this room. Without the presence of the Lord, we can't help you. So the Psalms invite us to believe again that our faith in God will never desert us no matter what happens. The word of God over and over reminds us. In Deuteronomy 31, 6 through 8, it says, Be strong, courageous, and firm. Fear not, nor be in terror before them. For it is the Lord your God who goes with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. 
And Moses called to Joshua and said to him in the sight of all of Israel, Be strong and courageous and firm, for you shall go up with this people into the land which the Lord has sworn to their fathers to give to them, and you shall cause them to possess it. It is the Lord who goes before you. He will march with you. He will not fail you or let you go out. Excuse me. He will not let you go or forsake you. Let there be no cowardice or flinching, but fear not. Neither become broken in spirit, depressed, dismayed, unnerved with alarm. God's promise that I will never leave you or forsake you is found in multiple books in the Bible, in both the Old and the New Testament. With this promise, we can be assured that he is always with us, encouraged to always be with God. In faith and in spirit, no matter our past, we can always repent and return to God's loving mercy and grace. Let us give thanks for God's glorious love and compassion. Life without fear is not possible. But faith can call us to live into God's will for our life instead of reducing our lives because of our fears and insecurities. Let me say that to you again. Life without fear is not possible. But faith can call us call us to live into God's will for our life instead of reducing our lives because of our fears and insecurities. If you seek the face of the Lord, ask him what his will is. Ask him who you are. Ask him your identity. What's your destiny? What's my purpose, Lord? When you ask all of those questions, he will answer. And so, you don't have to live with the fear and the insecurity. You don't have to live wondering, am I worthy? You are a son and daughter of the king of kings. You're worthy. You don't have to ask yourself if you're good enough. You're a son and daughter of the king of kings. You're good enough. Because he said you are. He created you. He knitted you together. He already knows. He knows more about you than anybody else. There is not one thing about you hidden from the Lord. Not one thing. When you think about that for a second, you think about all the thoughts you have or the things you've done in the secret that you've never shared, that the Lord knows. So if he's bringing things to your mind, I'm going to encourage you to repent. He is faithful to forgive and then have you turn from those ways so that you can get right with the Lord. And we all have moments. I'm no different. None of us are different. We all have things that we can always say to the Lord, I oh, mean, I messed that up. I'm so sorry, Father. And he will love us. And he will wrap his arms around you and say, it's okay. It's okay. Now let's change the way. Let's change that so that you can be more in my likeness because you are my image bearer.
So fearless faith means in a season where you lack love, you praise the Lord. In a season where you're lacking joy or gladness, you will praise the Lord. In a season where you lack peace, you praise the Lord. In a season where you lack patience, and you're not even tempered, praise the Lord. In a season where you lack goodness, where you're lacking provision, praise the Lord. In a season where you lack faithfulness, you're struggling, praise the Lord. In a season where you're lacking gentleness and humility, maybe you're struggling with pride. Whatever season you're in, praise the Lord. If you're lacking self-control, praise the Lord. Because as you praise him, he reveals more of himself to you. And when he reveals more of himself to you, you can operate in the fruit of the Spirit. Without him, it's, it's hard to operate in that. So ask yourself this today. Is my fear stronger than my faith? We all have those moments, and those moments are essence of our faith. God reaches out to us. He's reaching out to you today. Will you be brave enough to lift your arms in response? Will you be brave enough to say yes to the Lord? If he's bringing something to your mind, will you be brave enough to say, forgive me, Father? We can repeat the fears of the past or... We can trust a new ending to God. You can either continue on a pattern of destruction, of fear, of insecurities, or you can seek the Lord's face. It's not always easy. But it is the call of God on our lives. And I'm here to tell you that when you do that, When you seek his face, when you decide, I'm not going to walk in that fear, I'm going to believe the Lord. He's with me. I trust him for a new ending in this situation. I promise you he's working in it. I promise he's right beside you. I promise you that if you are persistent with the Lord, you will walk in freedom. You will walk changed. You will begin to walk into your true identity as a son or daughter of the Most High. He 
He's reaching out to each of us this evening. He wants us to have fearless faith. He wants us to know without question or hesitation that he is right beside us, that he's never left. He's continually calling out to you. He's continually saying, come on, come on. You can climb this mountain. You can, come on, come on. Come with me. The scenery here is great, but wait till you get to the other side. Wait till you get to the next. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be even more beautiful than the season you were just in. Trust him, my friends. Walk in fearless faith. Let's pray over that this evening. Well, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for tonight, Father God. Lord, I ask that at this time you would be with each and every person, that those who are lacking today, Father God, those who are lacking provision, those who are lacking peace, those who feel like they've been betrayed, Father God, reveal yourself to them at this moment, Father God, that their eyes and their ears and their hearts could be open to you, Lord. You have said, seek my face, inquire and require my presence as your vital need. So, Lord, as each person reaches for you tonight, Lord, put a hunger and a desire in them that they would want and need your presence the same as they need breath in their lungs, Lord. Without air, they cannot live. And Lord, I believe that without you, we cannot live. So let every person here say, your face, Lord, your presence will I seek. I will require it as a necessity every moment of my life because without you, I am nothing. Lord, as they go about each and every day, help them to have fearless faith. Help us to simply step out in immediate obedience to all that you ask of us And in the moment you ask us. And Lord, that's not easy. I fall short in that too. And sometimes I need you to remind me, hey, I ask you to do this. But I know that in doing it, we will see the unseen come to life. And our life will look like the kingdom of heaven. So, Lord, as each of these people seek your face, as they walk in obedience to who you have called them to be, Father God, reveal more to them that their lives will look like the kingdom of heaven that they will be able to look no matter what the situation and say, the Lord is my light and my salvation.
as they are reminded, Father, of who you are and what you've done. That they would continue to walk day to day with fearless faith. And I thank you for that today, Father God. I thank you for who you are. I thank you for the way that you love us. And I thank you, Father, for the way that you continue to stand with us day in and day out, never leaving nor forsaking us. I give you tonight, Father God, all the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.